Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. Upvote the video. Comment down below. We would appreciate it. Also, join the subtext community. Members of the subtext community got early access to a Damon Williams interview that we conducted with him, the one that you pretty much heard yesterday on the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. They got it about a day early, so... That's just a little bit of an advantage that you get in the subtext community. John Garcia is joining us, talking a little bit recruiting. We're going to talk a little bit about Demond Williams. How you doing, John? I'm doing well, Stephen. Uh, happy weekend to you. Happy weekend to you as well. Listen, um, I, I, I got an interview with Demond Williams. I kind of became John Garcia for a day, essentially, <laughs> and got to talk to a recruit. And the one thing that came from it is that was not just like a fact that he said was just talking to him this this kind of feels like unless something happens this this might be done and that would be huge you know one this quarterback class isn't as let's say top heavy or fluid as we saw last cycle where there were some big decommitments and changes of heart late in the game obviously Ole Miss fans knew that and two i think you get that by the early commitment you know he popped back in december and it was kind of a late breaking situation for Ole miss there was a lot of natural expectations for him to stay back in the pac-12 footprint uh, but obviously lane kiffin prioritized him at the right time uh ditto for charlie weiss jr and he ended up picking Ole miss um i guess the concern came thereafter because new offers came in new sec mm -hmm. offers even came in after that point so naturally you, you wonder how that's going to play out but um, since that point he's returned to Oxford as you well know and he's recruiting his tail off for the program so I do think all signs point to Williams being the guy who ends the streak of, of Lane Kiffin not pulling a high school quarterback recruit which still sounds crazy to say out loud and if you're gonna bust a streak this would be a fun type of prospect to do it with a legitimate dual threat they're not they're not many dual threats in this class of 24 better um than demand in my opinion from from a true quarterbacking standpoint and even just singularly as a runner of the football i think he's one of the best in the class um the only knock is the size but he is a four-year varsity starter or he will be a four-year varsity starter who is pushed against that um left and right and the draft obviously has shown us that it doesn't matter as much as it used to from from the height and weight standpoint so this is a great um, advantage for Ole Miss not only in its future quarterback room most importantly but also in building the rest of this 2024 recruiting class because we know while the portal is always important and, and Lane you know is going to hammer that home uh, at every opportunity you still have to build depth and your 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 full roster the traditional way and having a QB one on board for what will be a year by the time signing day rolls around is, is one of the biggest advantages you can have on the trail. You know, one of the things he told me, he, he his time in the hundred meters right now, which he's running track at the moment is 11 one. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's pretty legit. And he also yeah. compared himself. This is pretty obvious. The two players that he emulates his game after is Bryce Young and Kyler Murray. I was going to say Kyler's reasons. in there yeah. for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, and, I get and, it. yeah, and it's 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 a pretty cool thing. Anyway, 
These are some of the factoids that we got out of his interview. He intends to be in Oxford for the Elite 11. um, When is that? May 7th or something like that? Um, So that'll be the next time he will be in town. And also he is working to set up his official visit for the LSU game in the fall, which from the way his voice was sounding, he didn't actually say this. It feels like Ole Miss might be building up that game for a recruiting visit weekend. Yeah, don't blame him there. And I think the timing is perfect for Williams because if there is any, I guess, worry from an official visit standpoint, you would want to play it later in the recruiting cycle. If if you're worried about him maybe considering a late offer from somebody closer to home or whatever the case may be. So if he was setting a June official visit, you start to say, well, if, if it gets hairy, that's going to be the last time he gets to Oxford before signing day. Well, now – if it's the LSU game mid to late season, now you're talking a few weeks before signing day, which is, again, ideal, independent of whether or not it's going to be the big recruiting weekend for Ole Miss. And why wouldn't it be, right? LSU um, is is its own deal for, for Ole Miss fans, as you well know, Stephen. And and look, this is a, a heck of a home game slate for the Rebels. So if, if they're already identifying this early on, you expect everyone else to follow suit and make it a spectacle as, as it seemingly always is anyway. So th- those are good uh, timeline moments for Damon Williams. And again, it should reinforce the security of this verbal commitment, despite some visits elsewhere and, and certainly a lot of offers elsewhere after that December pledge to Kiffin. You know, let's transition a little bit inside the state of Mississippi and all Ole Miss fans are going to be interested in Franklin and Waller. That 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 is kind of on the tip of their tongue and it honestly should be. What is the latest with those two prospects? Yeah, th- those are the two best D linemen in, in the state of Mississippi among the uncommitted. So you got to grab at least one, if not both. And I think at different points, you felt really strongly about the Rebels being able to keep each of them within state lines. But as time has gone on here, each of them, Stephen, a ton of visits. They've probably taken 20 visits between the two of them in March and April. And, and that starts to create a wider scope from a recruiting standpoint, especially if neither is close to a verbal commitment, which appears to be the case for both Franklin and Waller. They're going to take their time. Each of them has two official visits currently set to schools outside of the state. Waller is going to check out Penn State and Florida. Franklin is going to check out Tennessee and Miami. And I think there's some credence to why those two schools already have official visits set up in the month of June for these great Mississippi defensive linemen, because everyone's chasing Ole Miss for both of these kids. And that process of unofficial visit in the spring, official visit in the summer is some of the formula that you, you got to have non-negotiable if you're going to pull off what is never easy in, in going into Mississippi and pulling an elite recruit out of the state. That said, each has continued to return to Oxford to reinforce their standing. I think Coach Joyner does a heck of a job uh, in state from a consistency standpoint. Both of them uh, feel that love, as, as the kids say. Obviously, Pete Golding now supplementing the, those recruitments is, is going to be a big deal in the end. And it looks like these recruitments will go to the end. I think these are going to be high-profile national battles that are going to be touch and go all the way through. So that early maybe favoritism or lean towards Ole Miss for each of them is going to be tested in a strong way. Uh, And I think you could start to almost identify which programs are going to be a bit of a thorn 
in Ole Miss's side. I think Tennessee, for Franklin in particular, is starting to gain some confidence. Not only did they set that official visit, he took an unofficial there. Rodney Garner's a great D-line coach. He's really been prioritizing him. And, and Waller is really approaching it with, with an open mind. I think Florida's a sneaky contender for him uh, in this recruitment that is going to theoretically get more hectic uh, before it slows down to the next degree. I, I don't think either recruit has put out a list or a true timeline or, or anything concrete about taking the next big steps in the recruiting process. So these are going to be uh, case studies for, for the Ole Miss recruiting fan because they're going to be longstanding big boy battles, as we talk about, from a national standpoint, not even just an SEC standpoint. But, of course, you got to like your chances to keep one, if not both, within state lines before all is said and done. Did you say um, Waller and Florida? Yeah, Florida's got some sneaky confidence in, in the Waller recruitment. They've got the official visit set up. They've got uh, some young, aggressive coaches on on that side of the football, including uh, Austin Armstrong, who, who's spent time at Southern Miss, uh, of course, uh, and Alabama. So naturally, guys who overlap with the Pete Goldings of the world uh, on the recruiting trail. So, um, And obviously, Billy Napier at the top has – a considerable uh, SEC experience throughout the footprint. So uh, I think Florida is a sneaky contender for Waller, and I think Tennessee is the team to watch for Franklin today. That that can and will change because, look, both of these guys have everybody after them, uh, Florida State after Waller, Ohio State after Franklin, Miami's trying to grab both if they can. So this is going to be, again, a huge national battle for, for we think, many, many months to come and probably all the way until National Signing Day in December, if not February. Well, you mentioned Tennessee earlier, and there's another Mississippi prospect that has tripped up there a couple of times. Braylon Burnside is popping up on Tennessee's radar. Do they provide just that legit third option for what we thought was going to be an Ole Miss-Mississippi State type thing? Yeah, I think so. I think Burnside's as his tape has gotten out a little bit more, uh, as as more people have have circled back to him and realized that maybe he's not a lock for Mississippi State, even though he's a Starkville kid, I think that has opened the door for other programs to try to make their own moves for Burnside. Not only Tennessee, we see Auburn in the mix. I think Arkansas is close to setting an official visit with him. They've come into the state and grabbed a great receiver in Noreal White, although Ole Miss is, is working on that flip. But look, so has Tennessee. Tennessee has Harold verbally committed, another Mississippian, and this this great here in the state. Uh, so again, none of these are locks, and they're going to be legitimate battles. But look, I, I think of of the three uncommitted guys we've talked about, I think Burnside could be among the hardest to pull out of the state. Waller's right there too. I think Franklin might be the most open to potentially leaving the state, which makes sense because he's been the highest profile recruit for the longest period of time. So he's had the most time to digest other opportunities. Uh, but Burnside is, is going is to be tough to pull out because I do still feel a lot of classic Egg Bowl vibes in this recruitment. But again, no clear timeline, um, just maybe one or two officials being worked on right now. So even if he's working up to a preseason decision in July or August, schools are going to jockey back and forth to try to grab a June official visit but but again Ole Miss has done its job in this recruitment as well um coach Nix obviously Kiffin uh, among those all over Burnside as a versatile prospect and you just know Lane Kiffin wants to pull 
another Starkville kid. I mean, it's, you just know it's in his DNA to want to uh, incite that uh, as much as possible because as, as much as he wants to hit the portal and recruit nationally, he's still in the SEC West in particular. And, and in, in this state of Mississippi, you've got to keep your, your, your frenemy enemy at, at arm's distance. Uh, and I think that's that puts an extra caveat on the Burnside recruitment for me. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, you get a standalone version of that Damon Williams interview that everybody can enjoy. So he lets you know when he's in Oxford, who he compares himself to. We talked about his um, 100-meter time on this show, but um, pretty good stuff for somebody that sounds pretty locked in, honestly, at the moment. Anyway, John, thank you very much for stopping by today. Um have a good good weekend, man, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good, Stephen. Thanks for having me. Later on.